Be honest. Are you still thinking about a comment your English teacher left on your report card like 15 years ago? Or do you agonize over how to respond to a simple email, so much so that writing to an even larger audience leaves you feeling paralyzed? Well, if you've ever felt like you're not good at writing, or you've been stressed out by that blinking cursor on a screen, then this episode is for you. Have you ever wanted a bossy big sister for your business? Someone to tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work? Welcome to the Copywriting for Business Owners podcast. Hi, I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven-figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. Listen, I understand how exhausting it is to find leads and try to make money online, but it is possible for you to grow your business. You just don't know how. Let me teach you. I'll share copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with your ideal clients who will actually buy. It's time to stop struggling. Let's start selling. In this podcast, I'll share with you five tips and tricks to help you write emails that will capture the attention of your reader so that you can improve your open rates and ultimately help make more sales, even if writing is challenging for you. First off, you don't have to be an award-winning, gold-star-getting, A-plus writer in order to create engaging emails that your clients enjoy reading. You just don't. All you really need is an understanding of the principles of copywriting and sales psychology. And chances are, even if you're one of those people who feel like you're more confident talking than you are on paper, you might find that you actually enjoy writing copy once you understand how to do it. So today I'm going to give you five tips that you can implement right now to improve your email marketing. Number one, write conversationally in your emails. If nothing else, just pretend like you're writing to a friend. You want to use slang, use incomplete sentences, add fun gifs if that's what you would normally send to a friend. Writing email is way different than writing an academic essay. As someone who taught high school writing for 12 years, I can attest that there is definitely a learning curve. Making the transition from like formal writing to conversational copy was really challenging for me because I've been teaching grammar rules for all those years. But here it is. I'm giving it to you right now. Permission to do everything your English teacher told you not to do. Literally, my students would tell you that I was a rigid opponent of incomplete sentences, but you can throw grammar rules out the window and write emails so that it feels like you're having a conversation. So write conversationally, write in the way that you would speak. Number two, start with a hook. Research suggests that you only have a few seconds, like literally only three to four seconds to grab your reader's attention before they decide whether or not they are going to continue reading or move on. So when you include a hook at the very beginning, it captures the reader's attention and draws them into place. And what I mean by a hook, it's usually the first sentence of a paragraph in an article or an essay, or in this case, an email. And its purpose is to pique the reader's curiosity and make them want to read more. So think of like fishing, you're fishing for readers and you want to throw that out and capture their attention at the very beginning, or else they're just going to float away like a fish. People often scan the first few lines of an email to determine if it's worth their time. And if you can capture their attention from the very start, then great. Here are some ways you can start with a hook. So you can start with a shocking statistic, for example, or maybe a quote that's related to the theme of your email. I like to paint a picture or set a scene, or really, this is my favorite, use an analogy, tell a story that relates to the theme. Number two, start with a hook. 
So research suggests that you only have a few seconds, like literally around three to four seconds to grab your reader's attention before they decide, will I read on or am I going to click off of this? So including a hook at the very beginning is super important. You probably remember this from English class, right? You started an essay with something that was interesting or else people are like, boring, don't want to read this. Same thing goes with emails. So what is a hook exactly? I mean, you can think of it like this when you go fishing. What's the thing that gets the fish? It's the hook. (laughs) Or maybe it's the worm on the hook. But regardless, we want to hook them in from the very beginning. People often scan the first few lines of that email, determine if it's worth their time. So what can we put there? You could start with a shocking statistic. You could start with a quote that's related to the theme of the email, but it's very important that it has to relate to whatever you're going to talk about. You could also paint a picture or set a scene so that you could help people imagine if, imagine if this were the case. You could use an analogy or tell a story that relates to the theme. And if you stick around here very long, you'll know that this is very important. And I love it. I think it's very important to use in email marketing because stories are the things that connect us and they kind of supersede the human experience. We all are bound together by storytelling. So using analogies or telling stories or personal antidotes are really a great way to capture the attention of your readers. You want to hook them in right away from the start. So number two, use a hook. Number three, keep it simple. You don't need complex words or long sentences to make your point. Just use short, straightforward sentences that are easy to read and understand. Like research shows that most people read and write. I know this is shocking, but it's true. Most people read and write at a seventh to eighth grade reading level in the United States. And honestly, it could be lower than that. It is so important to keep the reading level of your readers in mind and aim for a level that's accessible to them. Shoot for a lower reading level rather than a higher. In other words, don't spend too much time thinking of fancy synonyms. Email marketing isn't the place for your black tie ready vocabulary, right? It's really more about using your everyday jeans and tees language. That's what email marketing should do. So number three, keep it simple. Number four, break up your text so it's easier to read. So there are three reasons for this. It's improved readability. We're all reading on screens. And so in design, graphic design, we talk a lot about white space or negative space. And that allows um, readability to be improved because it reduces your eye strain and it makes it easier to follow the text. Literally makes it easier for your eyes to follow that line of text. So number two, you want to do this because it improves skimming and scanning, which most people are doing. Even if they don't read your entire email at all, they can still get the key points if you're using spacing and bolding. And number three, it helps prevent information overload. If it looks like a lot of information, they'll just quit before they start. I mean, we have the attention of goldfish these days, right? So make it simple for them to digest. So forget paragraphs. I recommend using no more than two to three sentences together in one section. Also, use bullet points and numbered lists to break up your email into easily digestible sections. This can help the reader understand the key points of your email even more quickly. And my fifth tip, proofread your email before hitting send. This seems self-explanatory, but it's something that we often forget to do because we're in a rush or we've taken more time writing than we thought we would. So a well-written email can be undermined by spelling and grammar errors. Ask me how I know. I, I do this as well. Take a few extra minutes to review your email. Please use Grammarly. It's your new best friend and it's free. Also, my former students have heard me say this a million trillion times. Your ears will hear what your eyes don't see. Read it aloud. I promise you this is like a key takeaway. If you hear nothing else today, do this. It will change your life. 
when you read your text aloud, a lot of times we read and our brains will tell us, oh yeah, this is right. This is right. Because you've been writing it. But when you read it out loud, your ears will actually hear the things that are wrong. So read it out loud. Your ears will hear what your eyes don't see. All right. So to recap, five ways that you can improve your emails right now, even if writing is a struggle for you. Number one, write conversationally, write like you talk. Number two, start with a hook, get them interested from the start. Number three, keep your language simple. Four, break up your text so it's easier to read and digest. And number five, proofread your email before hitting send. Your ears will hear what your eyes don't see. So give these five tips a try. I really do think that it will help you improve your emails and give you more confidence. And just remember, like email marketing is one of the most important things you can be doing in your business. So don't let your preconceived ideas about your writing abilities stand in the way of connecting with your ideal clients. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks.